Hello and welcome. This is Punch Panorama. I am Rachel Akhalavi. So today we are back again bringing another beautiful podcast to your listening pleasure. You know, what we're discussing, we're discussing language and communication. And our topic today is Pigeon English, Bad English, a cultural perspective. Yeah, so let's get right into it. So a young social media user posted online where he was saying that many Nigerian parents do not seem to like Pigeon English and that is it bad English. Now many people give diverse perspectives. So we thought to delve into the issue, but we'll be looking at it from a cultural perspective. So as we get started, we'd like to say that um, we're going to begin first with a very strong stance on this topic that first and foremost you must agree that pidgin english is bad english pidgin anything pidgin anything that is an alternative to the original cannot be authentic and therefore it is bad okay um and why do we say we take a look at, the, at it from a cultural perspective and especially from across geopolitical zones in nigeria and the one is tempted to say the horrid impact of pidgin english on our mother tongue and on our local dialects and languages across ethnic groups in Nigeria and what Pidgin English has done or what bad English has done to our lingo generally. Um, ladies and gentlemen, as of today, we must first agree that um, bad grammar is all over the place, even amongst professionals. Who use the language the most in fact lawyers aren't even left out they are not exempted they are the ones who whom you would expect would you know would use the language the best because that is the fundamental language for their education and for communicating with the court and with people and you'd be amazed at what you hear if you remember recently the chief judge of lagos state to complain about the quality of lawyers practicing in lagos state and how things are even presented at the court and there he was even enjoining lawyers to step up their game a bit without any doubt one would know that even the use of the language in itself would really matter if you spoke to um, lawyers practicing in Lagos State, you'd be amazed when they tell you the kind of communication they rece- receive sometime, sometimes in the processes that they get. You know, um, ladies and gentlemen, you agree that when you listen to anyone speak English in Nigeria, you know, how it has been spoken, not necessarily the tenses, how it has been spoken is a function of the ethnic group that you're from or in the environment that you're raised, especially how it has been used and how it is spoken. Basically, so what you see is a reflection of the geopolitical zone of the country that you're from or where you're raised or where you got your education. Now, you'd agree that some people would say that, um, uh, well, are we saying that English is our mother tongue? Oh, yeah, you, but you'd agree that English is not our mother tongue, but it's our lingua franca in Nigeria and our most unifying language. Don't forget that we're a group of persons heavily diverse in ethnicity, in faith, in way of life and in behavioral patterns but what has helped us bridge the gap is first the language and how we speak it so how we speak the language basically in terms of the quality is a reflection of how our ethnic groups and how geopolitical zones received colonial education from the beginning especially when colonial masters arrived in what we call nigeria today 
um, and how we received the language was a function of how our geopolitical zones, you know, were prone to learning in itself. You agree that um, if on good quality English, basically, it is being spoken best in Nigeria, probably most on a large scale amongst the Yoruba of southwestern Nigeria, um, without any doubt. You know, if you looked at the Yorubas of Nigeria, especially the fathers and the mothers of uh, the first generation of those who received colonial masters, in fact, they spoke the languages, um, they spoke the language really well. And probably the reasons the universities in the Southwest are the most populated at the moment, be it public or private. If you remember a former, a one-time minister of education who considered the election, one of the things he said that in a, in a, if she eventually became pre- president, education was going to be, you know, heralded on the Southwest because, and this is my own addition, by default, culturally, the fathers of the region, you know, prioritized education, especially as it's presented by the English people. Now, but the center of this conversation, ladies and gentlemen, is not so much about just a geopolitical perspective alone, but how the English language is being spoken today and even written in Nigeria and how it has degenerated so badly that almost everyone right now and every one of us has almost become guilty of bad English. Ladies and gentlemen, before we go too far, you would agree that um, pidgin English, I'll repeat, is bad English. And it is quite regressive. In fact, um, you're almost better of a person, you know, admitting you couldn't speak English language and simply just reverting to your native language. And then you probably just had a smoother conversation. Than, than having a, you know, an adulterated version of the language. Now, for the modern-day young Southwestern child, Yoruba child, you know, bad English starts from jokes and slogans from popular comedy shows or trying to mimic an individual, just trying to be funny. And then, gradually, some of this wrong English language, because really, Yorubas are not very high on pidgin. It's basically South, it's a typical South-Southern, you know, language. And one could also understand because they have so many ethnic groups, so many also smaller communities, other languages, other than the Bini jaw, I mean, the Benins have their languages, everyone, the Alchi people have their local language. So probably unifying, I mean, the Shakiris have a way they speak their language, even though it sounds you right, bit. but probably the reason Pigeon became very high in that region was because it needed something to unify them. But one is simply to say that if you make effort so much to speak pigeons so well, then you can make effort to learn the language so well. But one would say that for Yorubas, basically, the reason, you know, um, we've been able to have bad English and wrong language come into our lingo generally is because, you know, we're trying to joke and things that we should not like, should ordinarily be colloquial, you know, with time, they begin to get into our language and then, they become a part of it for example this joking use of oh she have he have it became such a joke that right now it has almost become a confusing language that people can't even say she has anymore she have i mean the first time someone like me heard it as a hey but gradually you begin to see it even when people write that you begin to second guess even the language you're speaking so that you know bad english has almost become something that every one of us is almost guilty of and and this unnecessary 
um, this wrong use of polarization of verbs with the pronoun you. Oh, you'll be hearing you refuses to go. You intend, I mean, you're almost asking yourself what happened. And it's almost become so confusing that <laughs> even those who thought they could speak language over would only always have to recheck again. And then when you hear things like, oh, you know, the use of there as well. I mean, the first time I heard, I think I heard that from a Benway person, was saying, would you like to eat this food as well? And for a moment, I said, okay, what are you saying? And then he don't told me the person was trying to say, would you want, should I make your food as well? Oh, I mean, it took me a while to first understand. And then it dawned on me that every region of the country had a way they just presented the English language. Ladies and gentlemen, if you did a Google search of what English, the advantages of speaking English very well, you'll find out that that language is a very powerful one. No matter what we do, it's a strong colonial power language that is spoken by most nations of the world. Even China, where they, you know, the prioritized trade they invest a lot in English language teachers. If you listen to Jack Ma, one of the wealthiest men from the, you know, the Chinese region and, and the Asian region, he would always tell you how he had to learn English first and how he had to be an English teacher sometime, I, I think, for his people. Right now, he can choose to bastardize the language if he pleases because now he's wealthy, but that language helped him. English, if you check the advantages of the career advantages of languages it increases brain power don't forget the english people documented a lot and that's why when they colonized everyone they prioritized education even first before their religion and then their religion came after meaning being a member of the anglican church or or the methodist church and if you look at lagos nigeria where we received colonial power the most in the southwest you know um check the schools that part that started institutions Actually, at secondary and primary school level in, in Lagos State, Anglican schools, the method, the CMS schools, the method, Christ Missionary Schools of, of Black Freeman, of the Methodist Church, you know, um, the Baptist, even the Awar Islam of the Muslims, prioritize teaching in English. They didn't even prioritize Arabic in the Southwest. You know, because, you see, the, the, the language is, is, a, is a powerful language for education. There's nothing we can do. No matter how much we want to fight the language, it's powerfully spoken across the world. It is a language of commerce it is believed to be the language of the internet okay so um it's the language of trade her ability to speak it well will probably help us champion development and look at regions where even in any nation or any group of persons where you speak an adulterated version of the original cannot genuinely develop communication is power development in itself lies in your ability to communicate language well <coughs> i beg your pardon <coughs> Either language of your mother tongue or language of the colonial power. Now, colonial power language is English. Ladies and gentlemen, you suddenly hear things like be calming down. And it starts from how we joke, you know, and then gradually becomes a part of our lingo. If someone was saying that around me, we said, and I said to the person, please stop telling me be calming down. Because gradually you, it becomes so much of a part of you that, such that we begin to uh, make it uh, lingo and then we forget that it is wrong. And then it infiltrates every part of our language on our professional life even on professional in the professional media space right now what you find you know is that you can't even unlike before that you could trust every write-up you found everywhere now you have to really second guess and, and recheck again and probably go back to your whole traditional biter grammars and the whole digital books that you that, that you had read and just so you can fortify your language ladies and gentlemen what's the solution Ladies and gentlemen, we may need to go back to conventional books like Bracha Grammar, you know, like the Mastering English, 
like the new Oxford English course that some of us read and some of the new practical English series. Ladies and gentlemen, those books, you know, they followed exactly how the English people brought their language straight to us. And so that we could also learn and speak the language or if you had an opportunity to visit ghana for example the ghanaians believe they speak better english than nigeria <laughs> than nigerians and i remember some young man sharing with me years ago that oh they believe in ghana that when colonial masters arrived um like ghanaians listen better because for us they believe everything is information education i mean the guy was just joking and that when they speak they'll say information education i mean there's just and, and we laugh at them that they really laugh at us it's interesting everybody with their version of how the language is spoken but i think it's important that in our nation and particularly the southwest in the south south where pidgin english is spoken um 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 good english must be prioritized okay um except you're going to say that um we want to document the pidgin english as a priority language for the south southern region and you see whatever must become quality must be documented do you understand so meaning that if you want to accept and say there's nothing we can do ah pidgin english now the way we do speak here and all that document it Okay, so let ha- let's have a Pigeon English dictionary. Let's put some thought processes in it and then it validates it and makes it a, a, a I mean, a, a, a validated document that you can refer to. But not that there is a var- variation. Somebody says, oh, you go carry on, another one says, you go carry on, tam, tam. I mean, it's just different variation. It just makes it funny. But at the end of the day, it reduces your capacity, you know, to, 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 to contest on the global space where it is spoken well. The only people that people forgive bad English for, who and who speak the bad English with a lot of fullness, are sportsmen and maybe they are sports journalists. I mean, that's when you probably just forgive it. Okay, uh, he's making money. Mm. He's, he's, he's a backer guy. I mean, sorry for the sports guys. I may not know so much about that. And then they forgive it. At least you are play, you, you are successful in, in the sports. You may not be too good in the language. But aside those people, and how many are they? Really, very few. I mean, how many sports, successful sportsmen do we have in the entire world? Maybe 1% of the world. Okay? You know, let's make the best. You must agree that bad English, um, pidgin English is bad English. And our ability to just throw it out of our lingo as a nation will help us develop. Don't forget that we won't always find solutions to all of these national problems and language issues all just in the southwest alone. The south-south has to make an effort as well. You know, um, we must master the language or otherwise let's go back to our native languages and document our native languages very well and let people prioritize speaking their their native language so when you cannot speak english very well one is tempted to say go back to your mother tongue oh when you boy you should go easy for me tell me this you meaning this english language isn't easy for me can i speak in my native language yoruba and please speak to yoruba language and the world will forgive it but speaking in um, pidgin and then is oh what I go do to carry is it's all nonsense because you cannot use it to write an exam you cannot use it to pass an exam you can't even forge your head too well some imagine as a lawyer writing this is our bonge president i mean you don't want to write that you know it, it just makes you no matter how smart you are your ability not to use the major language of your nation the colonial power language of a nation just presents you as though you were not as smart. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Communication is power. Either you spoke in your native tongue, okay, or you spoke English language 
accidentally is over too i mean either you spoke your native jungle i mean whatever it is you have to prioritize your native language that's your ethnic language or you decide to speak the english language accidentally and all of us would have to really work on speaking the language and writing it accidentally there's nothing we can do is our colonial language power and we must work on it so the south south as we said before where the language is spoken the most you know you know they are the ones who use it the most you have to make an effort to document it if you believe that your region cannot do anything about documenting and let it be universalized okay so let everyone have this is how it is spoken carry am let's know that it is am i mean have a language have a dictionary for it so that when you're speaking there aren't just diverse versions as funny as it is it doesn't bring about competence and power and it doesn't anything that is not authentic that is an alternative to original does not encourage development and all we can do is that we should help ourselves okay so that we can further develop um you know universally and nationally as a people thank you very much for listening share your thoughts with us on what pidgin english has done to you and to your region and how you think it has affected our development especially how you think it has impacted the south south what you think can be done you know and how you think we can all improve in speaking the language excellently and ensuring that we also do not face out our own mother tongue. So, for example, the ones in people in Lagos State, for instance, don't let anyone tell you this is Lagos, speak English. If you cannot speak English, tell them this is Lagos. My love, my primary, the primary language here is Yoruba. You learn Yoruba. Okay, if English is difficult for you, nobody should speak pidgin to you. Answer them back in Yoruba language. Pidgin is a fake of the original. You shouldn't speak in that. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Michelle Akolabi. Enjoy. <laughs>